Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Identity Crisis with Pam and Tresana. I'm Pam. And I'm Tresana. And this is a podcast where we discuss different facets of our identities. And how it changes through time, 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 time. Welcome to episode 42. 42. It's been it's been a good it's it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The second episode of season two. Mm-hmm. I think we've decided we're gonna do it every other week. <laughs> As it comes, it'll happen as, as it, it comes. happens as we feel inspired. Yes, you know. Uh, make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe—all of the things you can do to tell us that you're enjoying these episodes. Tell your family and friends. Yeah, let everybody know. Scream it from the rooftops. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Identity Crisis PT, and on Twitter at Identity Crisis PT. But the identity doesn't have an e. And we'll post when we post. We, yeah, you'll see it. At some point, you'll see us. Maybe you won't, but yeah. support us. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, all that. Yeah, and we have a website. Yeah, where you can find out all of this information. It's identitycrisispt.com. We have a whole .com. Yeah. So, um, name one thing you appreciated or enjoyed this week. Ooh. Okay. I did really good with lunch this week. Mm-hmm. I really liked how on top of it I was when it came to just lunch. This did not translate to breakfast or dinner, but my lunches <laughs> were fire. We're good. Uh, yeah. What about you? Um, rap. I really appreciated rap this week. I was out with uh, From the Roots Up which is a grassroots organization um, making way out of Queensbridge. Um, and I'm, I, I got to just hang out with some dope artists. And like this week was like, all right. It was like, whatever. It's kind of meh. But then, you know, just being out there and being able to like showcase my talents and, and hang out with people who are also talented and, and all of that stuff. I really like, you know, vibing. And so I really appreciate that. And just rhythm and poetry, like pure straight from the heart right off the dome hot shit you know awesome all right so this week we are going to talk about tidiness and organization it's a pam episode (laughs) y'all i guess it is yeah (laughs) so is cleaning something that you would say relaxes you oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah it's something i I do when I'm the most stressed out, I feel like. Like, I clean, obviously, as a routine, as often as I need to. Yeah. But even, like, throughout college, like, when I was very, like, I could feel myself going into these mindsets of, like, pure stress. Mm. I would just find a, an area, a spot. That's been really fucking frustrating me because I know that seeing it dirty or messy or whatever makes the stress worse. Mm. So I will just go ham and like (laughs) clean it from top to bottom, sparkly clean, like brand new. Um, And it would it would give me a sense of just. how do you say like relief relief yeah just relief and like 
I can start over. Like a I new just start fresh new yeah. start. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? Does it relax you? No. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> um and that sort of leads into our next question, um which is what do you like where do you think you learn these feelings about tidiness? But I'll start just cuz like I don't have that sort of thing. For me growing up, it was one, it was just me and my mom like for the most part, like me and her in the apartment. My mom's a little bit of a hoarder, like a little. And so you know, when it came to me, I was like, well, these are all my things. And also, you know, side effect of ADHD, like, or I guess just something that's seems to be true is like you, I like seeing my stuff. Like I like knowing where all my stuff was. So obviously as a kid, especially like you accumulate all these clothes and toys and all this shit. I just wanted to see it all. So my room yeah. would be so messy, like, like bad, like looking back. Cause I took pictures and shit or whatever, like, or like I would take pictures of something. And so that it would be in the background and like, I'm ashamed. Like it's, <laughs> it's one of my, like, <laughs> I don't know, regrets, but like, it's one of my like, Ooh, like, wow, you really live like that. Yeah. But, um, I don't get like, I'm, I could live any kind of way. Like, you know, as long as I know where my stuff is, like, as long as I know where it is, I really don't care. Like, I don't know. My desk is never something like I would as a kid, yo, as a kid, they would literally make me like dump out my desk and stuff. Yeah. Cause I just accumulate, you know, papers and shit. And then I'd shove shit in the back. Like it's just like, I don't, I'm not thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm moving on to the next thing. So it's sort of yeah. just like, okay, well I'm done with that. I'll put that in my desk and then I'll, you know, the next thing. And they'll just pull out like homework assignments that I should have turned in, like all that shit. <laughs> so I would say that I, I learned these feelings about tidiness coming from like my mom, like, when things got bad obviously like we would have like a big clean day where like we're gonna clean all this but like mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was always like oh it has to be extra tidy nothing can be on the floor uh, uh, uh like all that yeah yeah i had a complete opposite <laughs> oh, really? Say more. um no it was part of our routine and just everyday thing it was like you had to if you use something you clean it Every day, somebody's in charge of washing the dishes. Mm. Probably I was washing the dishes multiple times a week. Um, but there were never dirty dishes before going to sleep kind of thing. Mm. And you swept and mopped at least once, twice a week. It was, we were pretty clean. It was, it has to do with um, the way they explained it and like, how I see it now, like a sense of pride about where you live. Mm. Just if your house is clean, your mind is clean. It, I don't know. And it's the one thing that you can control. Like you you're living in this space. Enjoy living in this space. Yeah. And you can control these little things like where things go and create homes for little things. That's how I look at it when I'm like putting things in its spot. I'm like this place. This little object is not home. It needs to go home. <laughs> Walk it home. Make it comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it's very ingrained. Like, I remember when my parents were going to come here for my graduation. Every, like, I cleaned the baseboards, like, the curtains, the windowsill stuff that I like, you know, I don't think twice about when I'm like doing my regular, regular. um, just tidying the place. I like got into all the nooks and crannies because that's how 
I was raised to clean and then I just kind of stopped. I let it get out of hand and Mm -hmm. it's not just something that I do all the time, but it feels really nice when like right after that deep cleaning. Yeah. Everything is just like sparkling. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, and I get it, like, especially the way you talk about it and like, you know, to having since having you in my life, like, you know, it doesn't get but too messy. And like, that's nice because then it's like, you know, but I don't think that if we were to like, God forbid, not be together anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I would go right back to just whatever. And I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. And it's been a struggle our entire relationship because we think of this thing very differently. Yeah. And to me, it's very important just to have a like nice, clean, tidy. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about your latest purchase? <laughs> I okay. happen to be staring at right now. So <laughs> first of all, y'all, our our closet is actually insane. There's like a there's a vertical rainbow going on. There's a horizontal rainbow situation going on. It's organized via like what kind of clothing? Like I like color coding. It, that's sorry, besides the point. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Let them know. Well, we are running into an issue in our home because we don't have our own apartment. We share this apartment with roommates and the space we have like for ourselves is very small and we keep purchasing clothing because we want to look good, feel good. And we are running out of space. We just don't have any more space. Yeah. Our, we have one small closet that's meant for one person. We have one small dresser meant for one person. And we are two people with different styles. So we're struggling. Yeah. And we are planning on moving at some point, some point soon. But I just can't wait that long to make this work for mm-hmm. us so <laughs> so i purchased these like closet organizers that take five hangers and like collapse them so it they take up less space and it's kind of magical because i can see the back of my closet <laughs> and yeah that's it like yeah. it feels wonderful and i bought new hangers and you don't even know the next thing that's coming it's gonna be this like organizer for belts and scarves i'm like very excited <laughs> But also because we're so different in this one thing and we are cohabitating and I plan on living with you for a really long time, if not for the rest of my life. What? Oh, if not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it sounded like you were like, not for the rest of my life. (laughs) If not for the rest of my life. Um. I want to make things easier for you because I know it's not even because you were raised differently. Like you have ADHD. The way you look at things is differently. The way you process like, yeah, you need to see everything. And I completely understand that. I hate clutter and I hate seeing everything. So I've got to find something that works for my head that also works for your head. So that's why like hooks and yeah, the hooks are nice. I'm going to get a whole bunch of little shelves when we get our new apartment, like things that work for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> bins. I'm going to get so many bins. Just <laughs> I I can't stand <laughs> a trip to the container stores in your future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. So. Uh, yeah, no, I have. I have found that, like, it's it has been extremely helpful for us, like for me, even 
to have your way of organization. Cause it's not like, Oh, I, you know, like I, I don't see the value in organization and tidiness. Cause I definitely do. It's just something that I couldn't like make myself, like sit myself down to do. Like cleaning my room as a kid was like the worst experience like mm-hmm. ever. Like I, cause I would just, especially like ADHD. Like I would just find something that I hadn't seen in a while. And just, that's my the whole day. Yeah. You know, and then like my mom will come and be like, why haven't hasn't anything moved? And I'm sitting there like with like five different hats on and like a scarf <laughs> and like my old yeah. shirt, like, you know, like, yeah, just playing with some toy I haven't seen in, in years. Like, I don't know, like it did. It just like one thing that I realized was helpful, though, is like breaking it down into smaller like Sections. tasks. Yeah. So like, you know, even when I was a kid, like my mom would be like, clean the restroom and she'd be like, all right, so start with the sink move on to the tub and put the toilet like yeah you know that kind of thing breaking it down into smaller parts and that kind of helped me like not get so overwhelmed by it because it was also like i don't i never like cleaning because it was just an overwhelming process in general yeah. like you got to find a home for everything like fuck it's there <laughs> it's where it is right now that's a home, you know yeah <laughs> but at the same time like i've been doing a lot of reading and like trying to understand what your way of thinking is so that i can better you know set up our spot and there's something i think it's called object permanence like Mm -hmm. if you don't see that thing it doesn't exist it just doesn't exist which is not only bad for tidying organization but it's bad because that thing isn't getting used and you like the other day i looked through all of our jewelry and there are so many earrings and like bracelets and stuff that you have that you completely like you haven't mm-hmm. seen these things in four in years, years. Yeah. <laughs> because I put them in this little box and now they're gone. Now they're <laughs> completely gone in your mind. Yeah. But I don't want that to happen. Like I want us to enjoy all of our things. Otherwise, we don't need to be having these things. Yeah, that's a good point. So. No, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, so we're finding ways to, you know, work together. I, I definitely uh, I've appreciated like you sort of. Because I, I feel like a lot of people would just get frustrated and then it's kind of whatever. And that's why, like, I was able to get as, like, bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, just because it's like, whatever. Like, you know, nobody. I remember one, one time my dad was like, oh, I'm going to come over and I'm going to help you clean. That didn't go well. <laughs> like, because it, it ended up just being like two ADHD motherfuckers, like, in a room together, <laughs> like, not doing anything productive. Like, right. it just wasn't wasn't uh, conducive. And I feel like. You know, my mom, she would just get frustrated with me and like leave me, you know, leave me alone. I feel like, I don't know, you're the first person to like, like even the fact that you do research on like ADHD shit, like, you know, more. I feel like you know more about it. <laughs> you know more about my brain, like actually than I do. Like, I just know what it's like to live in here. But you'd be like knowing like facts and shit. So the fact that you like go out of your way to like make it easier for me to exist in the space, like it, it lets me like it lets me be more willing to compromise because like obviously I realize that you have your OCD tendencies. And like, I don't want to make you upset either. Yeah. Because I've seen I've seen what it's like for you when like things are like not tidy and stuff like that. It's not just it's not normal. It's not normal. Like it's like you really break down and like can't function. Yeah. And so me knowing that like it makes me want to, you know, like if I see that the dishes are dirty, like, you know, even though I bitch about it because I fucking hate it. Yeah. I'm going to wash the dishes because I want you to be happy. I don't want you to come out and see that. And then that breaks you down mentally, you know. Yeah. No, it it is really mental. Like. A, and you have this question in there like what is your limit for personal yeah filth? what what is your limit for personal filth? the 
I think filthiest and like untidy, unorganized. Yeah, and per- yeah, le- personal filth <laughs> meaning like your own personal yeah. items, not like trash and shit. Like we're not we're not dirty people. Yeah, like, we're not unhygienic. Um, but it's it's when I'm like super depressed. Mm. But then being surrounded by filth and like whatever, it makes it worse. And like so much worse because mm. my head is I'll be in bed like with zero motivation, just not wanting to do anything. And obviously I have to feed myself. Obviously I have to get dressed like to go to work or whatever, um, like live my life. But I'll just always default to my bed. So I'll like throw the clothes on the floor, leave the ditch dishes like sitting there. Yeah. And it makes it so much fucking worse for my head. But I like in those state of minds, I just can't deal, get myself to do it. And there's probably a breaking point in there <laughs> where I'm like, shut the fuck up, Pam. This is obviously going to make you feel good. And then I'll just do it. Yeah. Even though I don't want to. It's just it kind of works like that. I don't know if that defined a limit, but it's. When yeah. there's no, too many things on the floor, say, yeah, I would definitely say that your your limit is when you can't see the floor. Like, yeah, and I don't have that problem. <laughs> you don't. It scared me the first time I went to your dorm room. I still have nightmares. All right, about. Don't out me. <laughs> but but it, you want to know the thing is, is like, especially as like a kid or whatever, like having my one. I always have my own room. Like, or yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I always had my own room. And so that was my space, right? Mm-hmm. And like, especially as I was like in middle school into high school, whatever, like I got a like really bad depression and like, mm-hmm. you know, didn't want to move. So it's like that sort of situation that you're talking about where you're like, I don't want to move. Like, I, I don't want to yeah. do anything. It would be like that. And so literally like my bed would just accumulate like all, like my life. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that because I was like, I don't fucking want to leave. And there would be days where I didn't like I just stayed in there. So like having all my shit next to me, like I'm talking about, cause I'm talking about like now, like the clutter, not the yeah. object permanence thing, but just having my things that like next to me was like comforting, you know? Cause yeah. like, I don't have to leave. Like this is my little island. Like my bed is my <laughs> sanctuary. My bed is my sanctuary and I don't have to give it up for nobody. And I'm not gonna, right. you know, that kind of thinking. Um, but I would definitely say that like my, also my limits now like are different. I think that it's a, a bit of me growing up. Um, and then also having you by my side, like I, I can't just let shit like build up and build up and build up. Like I can, but then eventually I'm like, all right, let me clean this up. And like, whether it's you in the back of my head or me in the back of my head, I'm like, <laughs> let's, you know, let's, let's get it together. This is a little ridiculous. Yeah. So my, my personal, my, my limit for my own personal filth has definitely shrunk um, significantly. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, like possibly could revert back, but I don't see myself doing that like unless it was like temporary or i was in a bad headspace or something you know yeah no it was very scary all right i truly like that was one of the biggest factors of me like being hesitant to get in a relationship with you was your room like i i remember talking about it with my best friend being like i just don't know how i could do this But you do it every day now. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, but I learned why and how to deal with it. And it's not always been like 
roses over here like we fought about this like heavily fought about it because even when I do get in my moods where I'm like everything needs to be organized right now oh, I hate that shit no that's a different problem though because yeah. you be touching my stuff and like I don't like that yeah that's a that was like a hurdle that we had to get over yeah that we're still we're still working together but like it just comes with like being a little bit more understanding of each other's needs and wants but I woof that was a I, yeah, that didn't even come up but like yeah, you touching my stuff and moving my stuff around because that's like it's like all of the things like object permanence. Someone's touching my personal belongings, then I like I don't know where my shit is, and plus like if I don't know where it is, that means it doesn't exist. And if I want this thing, like it like all it's like one big clog in my brain, and I just like you know and like yeah, and that's how I feel when things get like overly messy. So it's yeah. like we're both we gotta balance that. It's like a balancing act. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that was a lot more conversation over neurodivergence <laughs> than it is about. Well, because all these, all these things are connected. Yeah. Know, intersections and whatnot. Yeah, it is. Um, what is your favorite? Hold on. What is your favorite cleaning like solution? Like fluid, like Pine Sol, Windex, scrubbing bubbles, like. Do you have a favorite? Like when you go to clean like actual dirt and grime, like what do you reach for? I don't have a favorite one. I grab whatever is needed at the moment. Like if I'm cleaning a mirror. Eh, wrong answer. <laughs> it's scrubbing bubbles. That shit's lit because it foams up. That's so fun. Some they got the one that turns purple. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. I like Clorox wipes. I think they're really? easy. They're so convenient. They I, work for anything. That's funny. Um. Yeah. Utility more than <laughs> Pam's like fuck a solution. I want Clorox wipes. Yeah. Okay. Like it's just a convenient for like a quick fix. All right. Got another one. What's your favorite cleaning song? Oh, it's always got to be like some sort of salsa, salsa bachata, like old school, like mom's cleaning. Like it has to be deep. Yeah. See, mine's mine's like R and B, but it's for the same reason. Like yeah. Like yeah, break out some Sade, some Mary J. Blige, some Patti LaBelle, Luther Vandross, bitch. Ooh, <laughs> dirt better make itself scarce. Yeah, yeah, I go for the oldies that my mom likes. Mm. Yeah, okay, okay. It's also the music that relaxes me because cleaning relaxes me, and I don't know, it's like a whole interconnected yeah. situation. Yeah, for sure. I I used to not be that clean though, or like iffy about cleaning, because I think my mom had a harder time, had a hard time with me as well. I had uh, them dump my desk one time. Oh yeah, and I almost ripped my hair off. Like I was so stressed out. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) it stresses me out so much. I don't know. It's because. I don't even remember, but I was pretty messy and I have a tendency of always throwing my clothes in the floor and I take off all of my clothes together. Yes, you do. (laughs) Like, I don't take it piece by piece. It's like it all comes off as one piece. And I just like... Top and bottom, just one one fell swoop. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't like... I'm not good at laundry. I'm really bad at laundry, yeah. I would say, and, which sucks because you're also bad at laundry. So we're laundry, just like dude. bad with laundry. Um, so I don't like 
flip my clothes to the right side up. Mm. My mom used to always do that and like get on to me for like always having my jeans inside out and like I there's like those tedious tasks that I hate. <laughs> yeah, like separating your clothing. Uh, there's no point. Like it's all getting clean. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a point, and I've um, I've. I've been wanting to understand laundry a little bit better, but not so much enough to do it. <laughs> no, that's fair. I feel like getting clothing that I like, like actual, you know, because I used to get all my clothes from fucking Walmart and shit. So it was like, I don't give a fuck about these clothes. But getting pieces that I actually like and that I want to preserve has made me a lot better about like laundry and how I wash stuff. But there is no reason to separate the laundry unless you're like doing unless you're bleaching your whites. Yeah, but I don't know how to bleach my whites, and that's been something yeah, that's been like that'll be the next thing we we get into bleaching our whites. If yeah. you have any tips on bleaching our uh, our whites, <laughs> please send it to. I'm just gonna call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I've been doing laundry since I was 15, but she would always come around like everybody's room and be like, "Okay, whites, whites, whites," and then I never actually did my whites, so mm-hmm. I didn't think about how to how to do it. But I, I'm sure it's easy. I just I mean, you just I think you just add bleach. Like I, I think, think so. it's simple enough. We just gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do that someday. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. Well, any any last things you want to say about ten, tidiness and organization? Um, everybody's different. Have patience with the peoples around you. Yeah. Figure out y'all styles. Yeah. Cohabitation is hard. Ultimately, like being extra clean doesn't help you in any way, shape, or form. Like in your life, yeah. We had a roommate who would clean every day. No, that's not what I was getting at. But like, I'm saying, like, it doesn't make you better than anybody. But it is if it makes you feel good on the inside. You're beautiful. Do it, and plus it's. It is like your place that you're living in and you spend the most amount of time in. So it's like nice to have it nice and clean and Take smell like your lime and pine soul and yeah. Good shit. So that's it. Do what makes you feel good. Hey. <laughs> I think that'll be it. Right? All right. Let's go to the media, media corner. corner. Media, 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 media corner. This is our new segment where we discuss our media consumption weekly. We will highlight a movie, TV show, YouTube video, podcast, music album, song, book, article, etc., and give you a real review. So this <laughs> this week, this weekend, this weekend, the past few days, we have been. Watching, watching The Sopranos. <laughs> we finally started The Sopranos. Sopranos is a show that was always in my life. My dad was always into it. I was born in 1998. The show started in 1999. My dad was an avid watcher of this t- television program. Yeah. I, I know the theme song. Oh, yeah. My whole life. <laughs> I have never got a chance to see even like one episode of the show. I think I'd walk mm-hmm. past and maybe, you know, catch like a boob on the screen. <laughs> um, and then it would make me gay and then I'd move on. But it wouldn't, like, I never saw the show and I didn't really understand the premise. I just knew it was like mobsters. Yeah. So 
we decided we were looking for something to watch. Everything's boring us now. Television's like kind of bad these days. Yeah. Um, as a writer, like as someone with a writing degree, like I just can't with like most of this shit. Um, and so we're like, okay, well, let's watch the, let's watch the greatest television show of all time. Yeah, I had never heard of The Sopranos, like really. Like I think somebody, maybe you mentioned it to me once a while ago, and I was like, okay, that's a show. <laughs> but um like the intensity or you say it's like the best tv show well, of all I, that's time. what people call it i've never heard of that oh. <laughs> it's like not part of my culture awareness yeah yeah i know friends like that's probably that's as as cheap as it goes <laughs> into the white culture <laughs> but the sopranos like same as survivor i was never exposed to these things yeah but so we started it. Yeah. And I got to say. It's freaking good. It is, it's good. It's definitely one of the best TV shows of all time. <laughs> yeah. It holds up. We finished the first season. We're on the second season now. But like, I would say, I would say that this is some of the best. Re- I hate that word. But I, okay. The actual meaning of the word representation. It's some of the best representation of like mental health um, and like therapy and like what therapy actually is. Yeah. Um, different family dynamics and like the the love and hate involved in like blood bloodlines yeah is like really good and also the race stuff specifically racism itself i would say it's a really accurate representation of how some of these white people really be acting and talking and believing and it's not it's not like the racism isn't so overplayed or so Mm -hmm. underplayed that you're like Come on, like you know, you they would have said something way worse. Yeah, but it's also not like overplayed, like because I hate when it's like, you know, they make one character super duper racist, so you can finger wag and be like, oh well, that's bad. It's kind of like it's spread out, like yeah. it's believable. Like okay, yeah, you guys are all a bunch of dudes, a bunch of mafia dudes who don't hang around black people unless you're shooting at them. So obviously, you're gonna say some really really yeah. fucked up shit. And like I I. It makes it watchable for me because it's it's a little bit more believable than and it's like I don't really have to choose a side. It's kind of just the reality of the situation. Yeah, exactly. And for being made in the 90s, like to begin with, mm-hmm. that's pretty freaking impressive. It's really impressive. Like it does race much better. And we're only season two. So obviously this could get worse, well, especially because yeah. it's going to go through 9-11 so i'm sure no, there's gonna be things God, that yeah. come up but we're not there yet so as of right now it does it better than some of the new shows yeah and also we're like this is us basically on season one which i think is the best like that's the best way to judge a show is the first season right yeah. because that's before all the hype comes that's before all of the accolades that's before all the writers get real fat and happy yeah and give up on the characters it's it's also like you're gonna see the best that the writers have to give to those characters in the first season yeah you know and so I think that for a first season of a television show, it's better than the first seasons of any other shows that have come out for me in the past. Yeah, years. like especially the the new shows that are like fishing for a season two mm-hmm. already within their first three episodes. Those are just not. I mean, you could just see through like it, there's a lot of times where I'm watching a show and I could just see through the script. You know what I mean? And like, obviously. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, especially, like, with me having the knowledge of, like, how scripts are written and, like, story development and all of that stuff. Like, I've already released 
like <laughs> being able to thoroughly enjoy a show like with like a fresh mind. Like I already go into stuff sort of critical. But I think that it's it's not stale. Like the story itself isn't isn't stale. It's not like they're giving us, oh, he's the mobster and he beats people up. No, it's actually about like his his mind, mind and yeah. like him healing himself his and well-being. like his well-being and his family and like balancing such a tough like it's it's actually more about and i think that the why it was so popular especially with american men Mm -hmm. is because it's more about like the stressors of working and having to maintain a family it's just obviously put on this grand scheme of like he's in the mafia his job is the mafia which blows up the situation and makes it entertaining but i think that it's very reliable uh Oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but it's very <laughs> believable. Like you, you buy relatable. into it. Yeah. Relatable, relatable. Yeah. I agree. I also really like, cause obviously sitcoms, drama shows, like all TV has been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when they do like a family show about a white family, we're looking at things from the very like just side like very mm-hmm. good oh, christian I'm people self-righteous i have to yeah. be the square and uh, whatever things happen uh, and i'm not thinking of any show in particular but i like their relationship with the police being in the mafia and like hating the police and like getting i love that i don't know why well i do know why but <laughs> it's because fuck fuck well, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no it's great but it like, feels good it feels like a, like they're they are more relatable yeah. than just your average joe and i feel like i'm being cultured <laughs> like i'm learning about italian american culture in some way well and yeah and that's something that we we looked it up like this is the like most of the cast and crew like most of the cast and crew are italian american yeah and like the the people behind the scenes writing are Italian American, and that's something that you don't get that much for Black people. Like us being able to tell our own stories, obviously white privilege is being involved. Shout out though to the Italian Americans in 1999 for being able to create this show. No, because you think about it, like, and I mean we haven't watched The Wire yet. I'm sure it'll come because The Wire is very comparable to The Sopranos. It came out, or I think around the same time, and it's about it's about people living in the dark world the darker world of like crime and and violence okay so i have i have a feeling so i'm saying all of this before watching the wire um but i think it's really like interesting to take on a stereotype of your own people yeah and execute it well and like and like flip it on its head and like actually make it interesting to watch that you're right you're gonna use the stereotype and really delve into it and make it bigger than what it like Make it bigger than what it is, because the thing is, Tony Soprano is a family man, you yeah. know. He just happens to be in the mafia, but the, so when they take that stereotype and they turn it, and then like I have a feeling that's why I brought up the wires, because I have a feeling it's going to do that sort of same thing of turning yeah. something on its head. I would be though. I'm curious, and this will be on the the media corner when we talk about the wire after we watch that first <laughs> season. Um, the writing room in the wire, and like how much of the people in the writers' room, like because Sopranos is very Italian American heavy. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be that same way with with The Wire, with it being Black Americans. I, I mean, I doubt it, but maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll get proven wrong. I don't know. No spoily spoilies, uh, <laughs> in the inbox, guys. But yeah, yeah I really have been enjoying watching this show. Yeah, it's good, and it like satisfies my need for drama without like overly. It. Yeah, because it's over- it's actually it's funny. It's yeah. a funny show. Yeah, it's. 
Like comedic timing is on point, but it's also yeah. mixed with the drama. It's suspenseful. It feels like a novella. Like it really mm-hmm. feels like a novella, but like but not as dramatic. Novellas, yeah, novellas could really drag on. I mean, like any any drama show can really drag on the drama, and I feel like the show has a it has a nice acidic wit that breaks through <laughs> yeah. the uh, the drama. You know, the the buttery drama. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, That's and also I can't watch Supremes. an episode without being fucking hungry. These people are always eating pasta. Makes me so hungry, bro. Yeah. I probably won't tell any Italian Americans in my life that I know them by watching no, the Sopranos. Do, but no, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> and also, we don't think that just because we're watching the Sopranos, we know about Italian American culture. Yeah. I'm just saying that you do get more of it from this show than you have in other places. Yeah. And you get it from their perspective, which I think is really nice. Yeah. I really like the one episode where he discusses his feelings about being othered. Yeah. As an Italian American within the white world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to fit into like regular Joe. Yeah. They had a it, he had a word which um it, like equals like gringos. Yeah. But it's like it's Italian. But there's a scene where he's talking like that. Actually, that whole episode is actually really good because it, really it tackles good. the uh, music industry. And basically, like, there's this there's one character without getting into it, because it's there's a we lot sh- of the yeah. stuff that you don't want to see. But I just saying like a lot of the stuff you don't want to see or talk about or, you know, condone. Um, yeah. but there's one character who makes a lot of money in the music industry. And there's um uh this black guy who gets introduced who is like, yo, my mom or my aunt or something like that, you, you know, you owe her money from all of the royalties or blah, 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 you know, and it goes into him, him, the, the white character having to like talking, like talking about that. And like that conversation, I don't know, it was a really good scene. And like, I really liked the way that they, they portrayed the, the black guy bringing it up. Cause he was just like, at the end of like a very tense scene where they're having this conversation, he gets up and he's like, Oh, well, you know, I, I know you're going to do the right thing because you know what you know what my grandmother said or whatever. Or, and then it was like a pause. And he's like, he was such a nice man. And then he walks off and you're like, you're thinking that like at any moment, like it's going to turn left because yeah. it's like this black guy with his posse and these Italian dudes and everybody's super hyper masculine and aggro. Like yeah. you think it's going to turn left. And it, I loved that it didn't. I felt like that was a beautiful subversion. Yeah. Uh, I love the crime, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it satisfies my need for Violence. true crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Sopranos <laughs> is definitely, definitely something to watch if you haven't already seen it. Um, and yeah, we'll keep you updated. Like, you know, yeah, maybe could, not every season. It but could we'll be let you bad know. next. Yeah. Next, I mean, oh, next I mean season, I, and like, I'm actually waiting to see when it does get bad because yeah. I like you give it has. I think it has seven seasons or something like that. It's like, yeah, six, six, a, six, six B. B. Yeah. So like and I, I already know the ending. Oh, okay. Um, well, I it was like it it was news when yeah. the show ended. Um, so <sighs> I'm I'm interested to see when when the writers give up and if they give up when they give up. So yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. But anyways, um, that that was the media corner covers media corner live from the couch. It's current events. I have no idea what's going on in the world None right now. at all. I've like, been avoiding it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Apparently the Women's March happened. Yeah, people are taking booster shots also. That's cool for them. Um, People mm. are back to school. People are back to work. Yeah. People are traveling. Yeah, people are still dying of COVID. 
Yeah, that's yeah. about it. I'm sure something happened. I felt I feel like oh, there there were some like you know celebrity breakups, but I don't care about oh, them. I don't give a fuck. Um. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really it. Like yeah. I, we tried Drawing to blanks. look up current events, and and nothing. by try we mean we open Twitter and scroll. Shh. <laughs> they don't need to know that. <laughs> it just was. It was nothing. I mean, maybe you know, maybe you know some news that I happened. Don't in which case, you don't need to hear us talk about things it on a podcast. That happened. So I'm glad that you know, so we don't have to know because we're kind of focusing on not knowing. I'm really trying to divest my brain from the information overload that yeah. I've gotten accustomed to for the past five years of my life. Yeah, we started using time limits on our phone. Yeah, and I feel like that's been helping super helpful a lot. Because yeah. I'm not just sitting on an app because I'm like, oh, my 30 minutes are about to be done and I'd like to open this up later. <laughs> yeah. No, I I haven't stuck to only doing 30 minutes. I feel like I but it keep, I'm glad that it keeps it in my head. Like, I think that actually since adding the time limits, my my screen time is up, but it's less on Instagram, which is what I would like. Yeah. I hate that I spend so much time on Instagram. So now I spend more time on YouTube, which I'm like, all right, I'm picking up information as I go. That's helpful. Like information that's like outside of like the world fucking sucks. Yeah. Everybody's dying. Uh, you know, because that's that's not helpful to anymore. Like I'm I'm good on doing that to myself. Yeah. And it's not like I don't want to be informed. I just feel like I'm overly informed. Yeah. It's too much. So much so that like big things feel like nothing. And mm -hmm. I don't want myself to get desensitized. De yeah. Blah, blah, no. That word. What, desensitized. Yeah. And like I feel, I feel you on that. My, when I realized I was done was the whole like that picture of that Haitian man being like whoop. Was it whipped on a horse yeah. like that or off of a horse or whatever? Like that was I was like, wow, I really just saw that. And not only did I see it, I'm now like nonstop seeing this image like over and over again. There's no way this is good for me. There's nothing really that I can do for this situation. And like, I don't believe in representation or like, you know, oh, amplify when it comes to violence like yeah. against people. Like, I feel like sharing these images and stuff is no good and so i'm really trying to better my relationship with the not like with the things that i share and that kind of thing and being more mindful of it because i feel like a lot of this stuff it's like a lot of this times it's, it's no different than the fucking lynch postcards that white people would send around where yeah. it's just like you're just traumatizing people like and uh, and so i, I want to change my relationship to to the media that i that i share and that i see yeah i'm like <laughs> do i should i watch the news like because i do want to be informed to some capacity like yeah. but like something one, that's the thing about the news one little t like one little thing happens and they spend the whole fucking day to week on that meanwhile like Several, the congress is like yeah. stripping away our rights and stuff like that like it's like it's all like misdirection and like Whoa, look over here look over here it's yeah. it's like you know smoke and mirrors and i think that there's a there's got to be a better way for us to to show solidarity between each other and like learn about each other's struggles without it being this spectacle. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I want a better relationship with media altogether. Yeah. 100%. So that's, that's current events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we don't know. We have no idea. I don't know. And, and don't tell why. me. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm good too. You know, like I don't want to, I mean, if there's something that I can do, like that's another is if there's something I can actually do, then yes, I would love to know. But 
I th- I really do think, especially like as as an American, like I don't like the way we consume other people's detriment. And I feel like it only plays into American imperialism when I'm constantly being fed other people's struggles through like a straw. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm not feeling this. You know, I it was super fucked up when like seeing, you know, what was going on in Colombia and like all of these people who protesting in the government being slaughtered and stuff like that. Like, it's not like I don't realize these things are true. The whole Palestine thing is not like I don't realize that, you know, that it's super fucked up and it's it's a literal genocide. What's happening? But I don't know what I can do about that. And yeah. except for educate myself on it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times, especially the way media works now, it's like, oh, well, just amplify, 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 throw it, throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. So other people can know. And it's like, no, I'm going to focus on myself. I want to know more about this topic so I can be more informed. Yeah. So when somebody says some crazy shit out of their, the side of their face to me, I can come at them with information and knowledge and a better understanding instead of it just being, well, I saw this Instagram post that said it was bad. And so, bleh, you know. Yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, but apparently the women's march happened. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right. So then let's let's call that the episode. That, I think that's going to be that on that. Um, What is something you would like to accomplish this week? Well, uh, I'm putting together a uh, Queen Solidarity Festival that's going to happen on on October 23rd in Astoria. If you're mm-hmm. in the area, come through. Um, and so I'm working on putting together a program of events uh, and work- a program of workshops and performances for the day. So I'm hitting up artists and trying to, you know, just trying to find a way to get people paid. Um, this whole event to me is just about, uh, you know, dis- redistributing resources. And that's what I hope to do. And so I'm, I'm just focusing on that right now word yeah i want to sleep like i want to do better about my sleep routine i feel like i've just been staying up and then it's hard to wake up and i i just want a better relationship with sleep Mm -hmm. better relationship with everything sort of all over the place but i feel like if i can get my sleep right sort of things will start clicking fall into line yeah yeah clicking into place word yeah so that's that that's that all right yo it's been episode 42 thank you guys so much for listening um don't forget to like subscribe share comment repost email (laughs) you know i'm saying all that stuff (laughs) yes um and help us get our little baby podcast our little toddler and her terrible twos off her feet you know what i'm saying yeah yeah thank you for listening Peace. Bye.